0: confession time during that break josh i was supposed to be calling audio but my son had actually responded to me and the only way that my son responds to me anymore he had sent me two new reels so i was watching the two new reels that <laughs> were he they sent. funny the second one was really funny
1: do you guys have a similar sense of humor or very anything? similar
0: his uh my wife has like lost her sense of humor. So I need to find some new person to share reels with. Find me on Instagram. Um You and I go back and
1: forth a decent amount.
0: Do are you you know what? You know what? You just earned yourself ten reels tonight, Josh. I, I love it. Yeah, there you go. And I, I, I and there's a couple of people that I'm just I'm really grateful for and I don't respond probably as much as I should because I'll just laugh and then I'm moving on. Um Tracy sends – Jeff Harmon sends me uh, – Brooke will send some great reels. So, yeah, I uh, JT Gasso does not respond to my reels, which makes me very disappointed. He must just be uh,
1: Maybe laughing like, so hysterically. He can't respond. Yeah, he's incapacitated.
0: But it was uh, one with Shane Gillis, and I love Shane. Uh, and apparently she- – <laughs> comedians will sometimes share hotel rooms and he said they were laying they were laying around in each bed and the, the other comedian was like you know kamala harris was born in jamaica so she can't be president if something happens to joe biden and jade goes like dude she's born in oakland i don't know <laughs> and he's like who told you that and the guy the other comedian said the shuttle driver from the airport
1: <laughs> like just take it as fact.
0: Just, so I was cracking up about that, and then I had to Google to make sure
1: she really was born in Oakland. So Go- is she Jamaican? Yes, absolutely.
0: But, yeah, so that's what I literally do with my free time anymore, Josh. I share reels with my son.
1: Yeah, that that clearly that's pretty productive.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I last night during that game, there was a moment where I looked up. in the. I was watching the Vikings 49ers game. Uh-huh. I looked up, and I was like, How's How's this game in the third quarter already? <laughs> you, you had space. I'd spa- I would well, space. It was halftime. I just stopped. Halftime shows are pointless. Outside, just show the band or show the nice. <laughs> show something. But literally, there is nothing worse than ESPN's Monday Night Football
1: halftime show. And now we go live to section 123 where there's a brawl that is right? I out. mean, give me something.
0: All right, anyway, you guys don't care about that. You care about the top five stories of the day. you want to know what's going on in the world of sports. So let's get after it, shall we?
1: It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play.
0: Let's go, man. All right, 12th, uh, Newcastle Casino. I wanted to change the location of it. I-44, exit 107, Newcastle Casino, dot com um, open the uh, happy hour I'm really good at reading this liner card right now in case you you'll can't get tell.
1: there don't stress I told you
0: eventually we get there it just takes some time
1: we'll get to the destination
0: um, happy hour Monday through Friday 3 to 6 p.m. you can place your bets in the OTB and the front row sports bar is located Right at newcastlecasino.com with monthly drink specials and a great place to watch the big games.
1: Boom, I love it. Hey, can I share something before we roll through the top? I point? heard you
0: having a very in depth conversation.
1: Richard called us off the air. Richard from Owasso, very kind gentleman, had some nice things to say about us in the station, but uh, wanted you and I to pass along that uh, the Kansas ticketing office does still have tickets. So if you're trying to avoid, I don't know, this ticketing surcharge or that ticketing surcharge, and you're thinking about going to Lawrence for the game, check the the KU ticketing office first.
0: I'm getting the sense that based, based on what I've garnered in my preparation, they're not going to have to be begging people to come to the game at halftime. Seems like that they're pretty close to a sellout, which is still the funniest thing ever. Shep, brought, Shep sent me something this morning since you brought this up that uh, reminded me. What
1: a wild thing that was. We all live that. Well, and it was even wilder because... They started playing bad when they got there.
0: Yeah. Um, that, that was number one. It was cold. We had a power outage before the game. There was a campus-wide power outage in the middle of the opening drive.
1: Uh, Toby, had
2: to call,
1: right. Toby had to call part of the game by phone. So yeah, because the scoreboard, everything was off, wasn't it? They had had to keep. I totally forgot about that. They had to keep time on the field. I completely. I Gabe and I are just standing there. It's like, (laughs) could yeah, you guys weren't on the broadcast. We couldn't. Yeah, that's right.
0: And we had some
1: weird times in Lawrence. We went.
0: uh, We went there. Maybe it was either the last time we went or the time before. They told us we were going to have an incredibly long delay. They came to the booth and they said, Hey, we had a a lightning strike. So it's, you know, everything is pushed back 30 minutes. And so we're just, we go into complete time filler mode. I don't think it was this last trip, it might have been the trip before we went to Lawrence. And so we're just up and we're kind of like, Okay, well we're gonna have some time to kill here. Let's let's roll. And we did like a twenty minute opening segment and then we did like a um then we did like a and Ed, it's it's not raining, but it's like ominous. So it's so like, Yeah, you know, it's gonna start raining here at any moment. And then all of a sudden they came in and they're like, All right, we're back on time, we're good to go. And you're like, All right, well, Tremendous. we'll be back. It was like our final segment of the hour. It's like, Welcome in, we'll be right back after this. I mean, it was terrible. But, yeah, something weird always happens. All right, with that in mind, something weird happens tonight because it's opening night with big story number five. Number five. The NBA is back, baby. I can sense all of y'all's excitement in an 82-game season and knee jerks over a week one game one reactions. Oh, I'm here for it. Nothing better. Nothing says we've got a long season ahead of us.
1: I don't think this thing's going to work out for the Bucs.
0: Nothing says we have a long season ahead of us. Like turning on tomorrow morning the get-ups and the uh, first takes of the world and them saying, well, it's obvious that uh, Jokic won his title, so now he just, he's just tuned out. The Lakers win by 20. like He just doesn't care. Well, is Giannis washed? <laughs> is Giannis washed? The Thunder actually won't get underway until manana. Um, Oh, you don't say. Who do they open against? uh, The OKC Thunder open their season in Chicago against the Bulls.
1: So that's a free
0: win. That's tomorrow night at 7 p.m. But for tonight, you get two games. You get the Lakers and the Nuggets at 6.30, followed by the Suns and the Warriors at 9 o'clock. Both games on TNT. And Giannis got a big, fresh
1: contract last night. All right. Dare we say there's some expectations all of a sudden for OKC now? Well, I mean, like I
0: saw after the last exhibition game from my guy Ross Lovelace on Twitter.com, whatever your expectations were for this Oklahoma City Thunder team, you need to increase triple. them, triple them based on what you saw in the preseason.
1: I, uh, Chicago and OKC had the exact same record last year, by the way. I think we're going to – will you listen to me?
0: I think they're going to be really good. I think they're going to be in the mix for the – and. It all it all depends on how serious teams decide to take the regular season, because if the Lakers do, they had a really good roster this year. If the Nuggets do, they've got a really good roster again this year. But I just the Thunder are a team that I think will take every game. I don't think you'll see a lot of load management from OKC.
1: Well, it's year. a young team that wants to prove that they're going to be good. So yeah, it should be. It's at least stomachable, right? Oh, I again. like that
0: term. I did laugh at Bill Simmons' tweet just moments ago. Not necessarily a big Bill Simmons guy, but I thought this was funny. It said great TV night tonight. Philly Zona game seven, Barkley, Lakers Nuggets, Jokic pretending to care about the ring ceremony, Warrior Suns, Katie's return to the Bay, Booker versus Clay, and our first look at Bradley Beal in street clothes.
1: <laughs>
0: For those that aren't familiar with the Bradley Beal pl- plight pre moving to the Western Conference, he misses a lot of games. Which gets us to big story number four. Number four. Ah, uh, Patrick, yes, instant reaction. Uh, isn't that the booth that used to have the Chaco Tacos Teddy liked?
1: Incorrect.
0: It's Manhattan. It's Manhattan. Oh,
1: Manhattan has the Chaco Tacos.
0: They've got not just Chaco Tacos, Josh. They've got a whole ice cream like area.
1: Wow. I, yeah. You know, it's been a long Freezer. time since I've had a Chaco Taco. That was a staple of. In- at Andover High School. Really? Oh, a delicacy.
0: I had my first Choco Taco at Manhattan with Teddy. It was very good.
1: We we don't mess around in the state of Kansas with our Choco Tacos. And
0: then uh, the 405 writes: Are you guys doing pregame in Lawrence? Yes, but as as I understand for our portion, it'll just be from the booth. I don't know if – I haven't seen the official update yet if Trav and Tyler McComas are making the trip and if we have any more. But as soon as I do, I'll let you know. All right, um – Is that enough? Did we already do
1: big story number four? I I think we just talked about Chaco Tacos. Okay,
0: big story number four. Sorry, my bad. Michigan, Michigan. Here's what Adam Rittenberg said this morning on SiriusXM Radio about where we are on this investigation.
2: Gosh, yeah. Well, it was interesting to me as soon as the I know Yahoo had the initial report about the investigation and Stallions' name came up almost immediately in, in making some calls that you know he was the guy that was directing much of this, but. In talking to coaches in the Big Ten and around the country, they all believed that there were more that more people involved. That this isn't just a one-man operation. That's not how it works in these programs. And so, who else was involved? How organized was it? Um, how much was known, um, you know, in that coaching staff and in that in that uh, football program as to what was going on and how it was happening? Because you know, clearly, this was something that. Um, you know, was was fairly involved at least from from Stallion's perspective if he's going out to so many games um, with with the evidence of the ticket buying. So it's going to be interesting to see how it evolves. I mean, I think the point you make, Danny, is really interesting. Also, is that you know we we usually don't hear about um, you know potential violations until after a season. You know, now we're right in the middle of a season, towards you know leaning towards the end. But but how is this going to be uh, ruled upon? When is it going to be ruled upon? You know, in talking to some folks at the Big Ten office yesterday, they're very much following the NCAA's lead, and so even though um, you know a number of schools in the conference are, are impacted as far as you know places that uh, you know Stallions had tickets from or, or maybe scouted from. Um, th- this is this is something that that it, you know, could could go you know a long time as we know with NCA investigations before any type of action is taken. So it, it, and again, we, you know, we, there's been no link to Jim Harbaugh. There's been no link to you know any of the coaches on the staff other than the fact that he was at a lot of games, you know, standing on the sideline with uh, you know with laminated placards and you know right next to uh, a coordinator or an assistant coach during during Michigan games.
1: I mean, the idea that. Stallions would have just gone rogue and decided to do all of this. No chance. None. He he had a clear directive from up top.
0: None. Uh, hot topic, man. There, there is great, there is great conversations and takes about this from our second hour of the show. We kicked off hour two with a conversation about it, and then uh, been all over it on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. All right. Anything else you want to add to it that we need to add? I think we're good. Right? Check the
1: podcast out from hour two. We spent a, a good bit of time on it. Right,
0: and, and there's
1: always those that are like,
0: oh, oh, this isn't, oh, you don't know. It's a major story in college football. We didn't get man. a lot of that today, I don't think. No, I, one guy. Oh, we did get one? One guy. The <laughs> get-back-to-sports guy, which it is sports, which always cracks me up. The get-back-to-Oklahoma yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, Gets us to big story number three. Number three. Oh. Monday Night Football last night was uh, kind of ugly for one Brock Purdy, but big time for a team in the Minnesota Vikings who desperately needed a dub. Purdy, back to pass him, and he needs to sack him. He loops it over the middle. Intercepted!
1: on the field and we're not over exaggerating that there were punches thrown these sour
3: ass niners can go ahead and get out of town
1: wow what a call
0: (laughs) paul allen paul allen vikings radio network could you imagine toby saying that get these sour butt
1: longhorns out of (laughs) here yeah uh no i cannot
0: now, I know everyone is already looking at playoff positioning oh in the National Football League.
1: How about this? What's that? Listen to the Vikings' schedule coming up. Yeah, it's, 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 it's soft. At Packers, at Falcons, versus Saints, at Broncos, versus Bears, at Raiders.
0: I see a lot of dubs. Um, as it stands right now, the Minnesota Vikings, with their Sterling 3-4 and record, are only a half game out of the playoffs. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they're going to wind up in it. If they stay healthy, they'll get there.
0: I told my buddy, speaking of uh, NFL teams who are right there in the mix, so are the New Orleans Saints, uh, noted Saints fan Dwayne Davis reached out to me and said, man, I expected more out of Derek Carr. I responded, having watched Derek Carr for the last decade, on Sunday against Indianapolis, he'll throw for 340 yards and four touchdowns. That's just what he does. And then when they play the Bears – He'll throw three picks and get sacked twelve times and have a sack fumble. Right when, uh, right when you're out, he pulls right. me back. Again. I mean, he was in, he was incredible against Green Bay. Played hurt against Tampa. Destroyed New Orleans. Threw for three hundred yards, but got fooled against Houston, and then was just terrible against Jacksonville. It's the Derek Carr roller coaster. I wrote it for nine years. You're gonna be fine, Saints fan. And you play in a crappy division. Uh, anything else from the NFL this week? I don't think so. I think we're good. All right, big story number two number two congratulations to the world series bound Texas Rangers LeClerc ready now one two pitch ground ball second base Simeon's got it on to first to Nate Lowe and a hello world series the Rangers have won their third American League pennant
3: they stream out of the dugout and are jumping up and down between the mound and first base For the first time since 2011, the Rangers are going to the World Series after having six consecutive losing seasons. What an amazing year this has been.
0: And there's more baseball to be played. Bruce Bochy, by the way, beat the Rangers in five games in 2010. And now he's taken them to the World Series in his first year. How about that? Not bad. Dude, he is a wizard.
1: Yeah, something about him, man. He pushes the right buttons and gets a lot of results.
0: I want to know, what did he do? Because he was out for...
1: What, what What was the post-game speech that he said in there during the champagne bath? What did he say? Something about the horns of Texas? Or- I, I, it
0: sounded like me after I've had a few, is what it sounded <laughs> he like. It did sound
1: that way. Um,
0: well, I still don't know why he left in 2019. He left in 2019 and just kind of was like, I'm out for a while. And then out of... Nowhere, he became the Rangers manager. Unreal. All right, uh, and by the way, we get a game seven today as well because the Arizona Diamondbacks took care of business. His 2-2 pitch to Marte with one out. And a base hit.
3: Here comes Perdomo around third. He's going to score. Another RBI hit by Marte, and it's 5-1 Diamondbacks.
0: Hmm. They ended up winning by
1: that score. Who throws for both teams tonight?
0: Um... I think the Phillies should go with Steve Carlton, and maybe the Diamondbacks might want to go with Curt Schilling in this game. I don't know. It's a great question. I don't think they've announced it yet either, have they? Because, let's see. So the rotation would be probably looking back on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Because on Saturday uh, you had Wheeler and Gallon. I don't know, dude. It's a good question. Right, it's Game Seven. Thinking about going, Johnny Bullpen. That that'd be such an analytic Major League Baseball thing to do. Right, we're just gonna go. you know Johnny Holstaff.
1: Well, it probably will be a lot of that for for both teams unless somebody's just dominant.
0: Though I will say, I was um, I was really surprised last night, it, and I I took in quite a bit of this. I watched quite a bit of it, even even though it was, uh, let's see, what was it after three innings. Oh, it was after four innings. Even though it was eight to two after four innings, I was kind of surprised that Max Scherzer only went two and two thirds. I kind of thought they might ride him well, he a little didn't bit. Look longer, all that great, but he did. He, they got him out when he had to.
1: He uh, he just got you know wiggled himself out of just enough of the jams early.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, which gets us to big story number one. Number one. No- Number one. you in Kansas coming up on Saturday. We are eight minutes away from tip-off of the Brent Venables press conference. Um, before we break, before we break, I wanted to play this from Coach Venables on how Oklahoma got things rolling Saturday.
3: We, we we did plenty of things on both sides of the ball to lose the game, as I said. I think they had 75 offensive plays. 70 of the 75 plays we we gave up 2.5 yards per play wow if you give up 4.5 yards per play you'll you'll be number one in the country in defense by a long way and and so 70 plays were outstanding not good but outstanding and then what happened on the other plays and um, you know we, we started really good on defense we didn't start very good on offense we you know, fumble the or you know, drop, drop the ball on, on the second play of the game and just were out of sorts and three and out and we started the second half poorly with an interception, but that was really a drop. And um and we had four or five drops that we can't have and uh but uh, we gotta sustain blocks better longer, um in the running game and we gotta run through trash and we can't wait to get warmed up, you know, <laughs> they're kicking the ball you gotta play at this level up here. And so we gotta get You know, everybody on the same page from in that regard. But once we got going, it was pretty good.
0: Pretty good. Pretty good. Don't wait to get going, please, on Saturday. It's going to be cold. Let's run the ball. Let's get out of there. Maybe wet, maybe rainy. Protect the football. Weather will be talked about, I think, a lot today. A lot. Did you see the latest update? Did I mention
1: it? It's looking murky.
0: Here's what Dr. Kevin Clazel sent this morning. Still high uncertainty in the forecast with a front in the area, but forecast still looks wet, breezy, and cold with rain showers, 40s, and 10 to 15 mile an hour north winds.
1: Great. So it's going to be miserable. Miserable.
0: Quick break. We'll put a wrap on this edition of The Plank Show with our Primrose Funeral Services final thoughts. Boy, we kind of closed today, didn't we? My bad. All good. Uh, Primrose Funeral Services. Final thoughts. Go to primrosefuneralservices.com. Josh, biggest question of the day for Brent Venables, you think?
1: Running backs related? O-line? Weather? Yeah, how how are you going to handle this uh, weather potentially in (laughs) Lawrence? I think
0: they'll be fired up about it is what I think. (laughs) (laughs) I think everyone is pretty juiced to actually have football weather. I asked both guys. Uh, that we talked to yesterday, Joe John Finley and Jay Valai. And Jay Valai's like, love it, can't wait, let's go. Joe John's like, love it, just don't ask Levy about it because he's up there in the press box with hot cocoa and a blanket if he needs it, <laughs> <laughs> which I found to be hilarious. I'm very excited I have a new hoodie I get to break out on Saturday then. I've got my crimson pants too, though. I want to save those for a very special game. They go wear those for Bedlam. There you go. But, yeah, I uh, – I'm ready to get cold. Let's go. So, BV, coming up right now. We'll be back with a full show tomorrow. Have a great day. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, Josh. I'm going to interview Chris Kleiman. Very cool. Let's see if I can't get the inside scoop on what's going on with Kansas State right now. In the meantime, here's the Brent Venables press conference, courtesy of the Sooner Radio Network.